and welcome to this podcast of Voice of Believers. Our goal with this podcast is to bring you biblical truth as well as instruction to be a servant for our Lord Jesus Christ. Becoming a Bible believer is as important, if not more, than ever. In this podcast, the foundation and basis is always the King James Bible of 1611, our pillar and our ground for true doctrine. I would like to welcome you to a new episode of the Voice of Believers podcast. Today, we want to continue or we would like to talk more about the gospel and how to witness last week we were telling to you what the gospel is and so if you have more questions about this now number one why don't you re-listen to this podcast number two uh, obviously always welcome to write us but today we would like to talk to you about witnessing which i think is the most important thing and if i can uh just bring in the scripture and paul was in chapter 16 of acts when he was when he's going around he obviously did not have the liberty to preach uh, the gospel in some cities but then uh, it says in verse 10 and after he had seen the vision immediately we endeavored to go into macedonia assuredly gathering that the lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them and the way i see it obviously we know that uh, in philippi in uh, thessalonica and all kinds of cities people came to the knowledge of of the lord jesus christ eventually or immediately a church was formed and today it seems to me that we're doing it the other way around we want to start a church and then we want to talk about the gospel and usually we're we're tiptoeing around it at least that's my impression that um that we've we've changed it so much and we're trying to we we know that people obviously have a hard time listening to the gospel especially probably if you live in a more western country you probably see this problem if you live in a more in a muslim um dominated country what you're going to see is usually you cannot speak openly, but that does not mean that the gospel cannot be said and, and can be heard. For example, when I appear in in countries, I don't appear as a missionary or as a preacher. I, I appear as a businessman, which opens up to me all kinds of doors. And, you know, the Waldens have been traitors by, by their job. And that opened up uh, doors and then they preach the gospel. So... Mm-hmm. First of all, I think we're, we're, we're having the order wrong. And the question to me is, why are we started? Why did we start to tiptoe around and trying to water down the gospel? I would say the listener don't do that, but yes. you know, there is the other side that says you, like I said, you're going to burn fields and you're going to burn people too quick, mm-hmm. but when I got saved, the, the thing that got me saved, to be quite frank, it was that I was lost and that I was going to hell and not anything around. And there is a German preacher, if I can add that, he's not a Bible believer. And he made a video one time and so he was he was tiptoeing around. And at some point he says, well, we have to tell you, if you don't accept Jesus Christ, then uh, you, ha- you, you go to a place 
uh, or what the Bible calls hell, but he didn't describe it. And he was, he was making it this big fuss about it. Well, that's the fact. And so I don't know uh, your thoughts about this, but I would obviously urge our listeners to not do that and to go to their friends and neighbors and, and uh, whoever they know and just tell them and say, look, I have the greatest story to tell you and tell it straight mm-hmm. up. Yeah, um, in our last podcast, I mentioned the old-time religion and the way that it used to be done. Um, we we sing a, a song, actually, about the grace of God. Uh, and um, the, it says, "'Twas grace that taught my heart to fear." Uh, is um, that's what we sing in that in that uh, in that lyric of that song, and and fear uh, and grace did my fears relieve. Uh, you have to in order to be saved and to be relieved of your fears, you first have to be exposed to fear and fear that there is a reckoning uh, we have to do with the holy God, and one day we're going to stand before Him. And if that's called burning bridges or, or um, uh, burning the fields in front of us, uh, then that's simply a pragmatic approach to the ministry. And I, th- um, I think that's part of the reason that the gospel has suffered so much loss uh, in our time is the idea of, of people looking at a business approach or a pragmatic approach. What works? It doesn't, they say that it doesn't work to call someone to become afraid of God, you have to show someone the love of God. And uh, the Bible says very clearly that uh, here in his love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and he gave himself for us. And Christ died for us uh, while we were yet sinners. And so to dance around or to hide the fact that we're presenting you with a gospel that gives you the answer unlocks the door of salvation to you. Uh, you cannot hide the fact that there's a negative aspect of the gospel. It's two thirds negative. Christ died for our sins and he was buried. There's nothing positive about those two things, but you have to, you, you can't leave that part out. The cr- fact that Christ rose from the dead is of course the thing that saves us, but he also had to die for us. And so the same thing with our sins, if you if you forget to tell the people or you avoid the topic of, of anything that might upset the sinner, uh, you have given them a false presentation of the gospel because the gospel, uh, first of all, has to be presented that you are a lost sinner and that you need a savior. So I have a that's lot what of time. I would say. Right. I mean, I have a lot of time people that come ask me and to say, look, I mean, how should I say or how should I? Uh, what should I say about the Lord Jesus Christ? And first of all, my answer is <laughs> Paul went out and preached. And mm-hmm. so did the probably the eunuch and all of these people. And obviously we know that uh, Peter and John and the disciples were with Jesus Christ for three and a half years. Obviously that helped and there is nothing wrong with getting discipled. But to speak and to say the gospel is is something that if you understood it, and we said that last week, if you understood that, then, you know, it's not hard to, to, to tell others. And mm-hmm. so people say, well, but I don't know scripture. Well, who cares about that? You know, scriptures, as far as you know, the gospel, that is part of scripture in your own words. But, you know, some people tell me then, yeah, but I've already went to all my friends and, and nobody listened and nobody, and everybody forsook it. Mm-hmm. What can I do now? And, 
Well, Jesus Christ said that you some at some point you have to uh, put the dust off your feet and, and move on. Now, mm. would you suggest that you go in a restaurant and, and scream at people? Obviously <laughs> not. <laughs> um, but you befriend people. Now, mm. would I put a plate on my chest and say I'm a you know I'm a born again Bible believer? I probably wouldn't just because I don't want to be associated with another group, but. Um, I found I found out that doors are opening up all of the time, mm-hmm. and then I'll I'll talk to them and people ask me what I'm doing and I tell them about the Lord and you know I, I can I've I've learned a long time ago that it's not me who can save anybody or can convince anybody. It's the person himself who understands what he is and what he is not and what that entitles. And of course, you know, we have a time now. We've just been passed. Well, I don't know if we've passed, but uh, for, the, for, for some, we, we're past COVID. And a lot of people started to have questions because they just didn't see uh, the end or the rock beneath their feet was taken away. And so they asked questions and some of them ended up in esoterical, you know, lies. And some of them ended up with the gospel. Mm. But see, people were looking for it. And <laughs> again, I, I really believe this is how Paul did it. He just went out around and preached. And John Wesley, he said that he, if he talked to a person, the first or the second question was, how and when have you been born again and now i don't know obviously i wasn't with john wesley i didn't know how this worked out and obviously he lived in a time where the gospel was much better received at least in the west than it is today but again those were people that obviously had a conviction and they didn't go around and uh, and said anything different now is that going to cause me to have a friend less or or somebody Mm -hmm. says look i just don't want to talk of course it does you know but then again, what's what's the goal? And what I can see today is that we find more so-called believers, and 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 they swap church than than actual yeah. people get saved. At least that's what I see. Yes, and 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 two, we're warned in the scripture not to have respect of persons, uh, and uh, especially when you're dealing with your family and your friends, that's one of the things that you're going to have to overcome is the respect of persons. You know that person as a family member or a friend or an, uh, a, a colleague at work. And so there's a little bit of a, 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 a heel or a hump to overcome when witnessing to them. But uh, Jesus Christ in John chapter three, a religious ruler of his day came to him and, and laid great compliments on him when they said, master, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. And Jesus Christ cut right to the chase. He said, verily, verily, I say, you you must be born again. Uh, And so at some point in our lives, you know, it's one of the things, brother, that I've heard, and I'm sure you've heard it. Um, There was this trend going through Christianity, and perhaps it was always there, where people said that I, I don't witness per se to people. I let people watch my life and my life is a witness to people and they, sh- right. they should watch my life and, and trust Christ. Right. But that's just not the biblical example. Of course, our life should be a demonstration of the gospel. Yeah. 
uh, without without doubt, for uh, Philippians chapter 1, 27. Uh, there's so many scriptures, uh, Titus chapter 2, verse 11 to 13, that tell us that there's a certain amount of expectation of a life in Jesus Christ, but yet there's also an expectation that we go and speak to the people about the gospel that we've heard. You know, I just mentioned John chapter 3 and John chapter 4, Jesus Christ witnessed to the woman in Samaria at the well, and she went back to Samaria and she witnessed to everyone she knew. She went and found people to tell, come and see a man that told me all things that ever I did. Is this not the Christ? So this woman immediately left her responsibilities for that day. Uh, and she was so overwhelmed with joy, she had to tell everyone. The next thing we see in the scripture is the whole city is coming out to Christ uh, to meet Christ and saying that now we believe not because of your words, but because we ourselves have experienced the, Jesus, uh, the, the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ when they came to him themselves. But we have to tell people about Christ. You mentioned in our last podcast, Romans chapter 10, and how should they believe without a preacher? Someone has to preach the gospel. And so we have to overcome, whether it be the fear of man uh, maybe you're an introvert and you don't speak uh, openly, but as a born-again Christian, uh, that may have been our old nature uh, as, as, as a lost person, that we're introverted and we don't speak openly about uh, what we believe or think. But when it comes to Christianity, you are a new creature in Christ, and you should be witnessing to everyone that you come across uh, of the things that you experienced yourself. So my answer would be, What's the best way to witness to someone? Just tell them what you experienced. Um, obviously, you have to have an experience with the Lord yourself in order to do that. But tell them what you experienced with Christ. Uh, I've never seen a person, whether extrovert or introvert, if they're passionate about something that they did not speak Amen. about it. I mean, not Amen. even an introvert. I mean, you can see introverts, and that, there are introverts uh, out there. But if if they're talking about a a subject that they're passionate about they are going to talk about it Amen. and uh the bible says so then faith comes by hearing the hearing by the word of god i do believe and now look some people will prove me otherwise but you know you hear you hear the stories and people ask me all the time what about gospel tracks well first of all there was a large amount of time when the gospel was preached that nobody even knew what a gospel track is because you know you couldn't you 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 have pamphlets and all that or pa pamphlets i think mm -hmm. is what they're called yes but you have to understand they were not in a in a mass uh, distribution and you have today the gospel tracks and i'm not saying it's wrong to pass them out but i do believe it's not a replacement and and i hey i have to say i believe it started to be a replacement Mm -hmm. uh to to say the gospel now if you're passionate about it and the first thing i would say i would go to my parents i would go to my sisters and my 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 friends and say listen there's something i want to tell you about that happened to me and i just want to talk to you about that and mm -hmm. if you start to talk to it normally i think the problem that we have today is a system that we've invented and that is let me right now where the witnessing head and now i am i'm a professional witness for the Lord, when in all reality, there's nothing to do with it. 
Mm-hmm. And and yeah, I agree with with the fact that if your life does not demonstrate the gospel, then then you maybe it's better for you to be quiet, because because your faith is dead in that yeah. sense. That doesn't mean you're lost. That just means you you what, what you gonna tell people? I mean, you're the biggest crook in town, and you want to tell somebody about the Lord. That kind right. of doesn't go together. Amen. But but faith coming by hearing. So the thing that I'm really ha- struggling today is because of all these these uh things even you know we did a podcast last week and we said we we explained the gospel and obviously you know some might be an unbeliever and he might have listened and he heard it and he and he didn't trust the christ and maybe somebody reads but we have today organizations and i'm not naming them but organizations that distribute bibles and they think that that's the cause of christ there was a time when there were that nobody had a Bible, hardly anybody, because there was no Gutenberg press. So what did did we somehow did this? Nobody got saved when pe- people couldn't couldn't have uh, 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 printed the Bible. Of course not. I mean, it, because it was mouth to mouth to mouth. Everybody, even the world, knows that mouth to mouth marketing is the best that's out there. You can you can go on Facebook, you can go on YouTube, you can go on Instagram, you can do all that stuff. But the best, the absolute best strategy is if somebody goes to someone else and says, listen, I've heard something that great and I just want to let you know about it. And sometimes you have to say this over and over again. As long as a person doesn't show you the door and tells you, listen, you talk about anything, but you're not talking about this. I don't want to hear it. What's wrong with saying it over and over again? And at the same time, in the process of it, pray and say, Lord, open up this person's eyes or this person's yeah. ears. That's what's not ha- I think that's what's not been done anymore. People think that they have to have some kind of a profession for the Lord. I, th- I see, by the way, missionaries do the same thing. I'm a Christian first. Yes. Witnessing the people does not make me a missionary. It makes me a Christian. And that's something that... Amen. I don't know. Um, people tend to forget. And and I, as a preacher, I tell all the time to people, do not look at me and tell me I'm the one who has to bring in the sheep. That's not my job. My job is to get to, to tell the gospel. But so is it yours. It's everybody. That, that mm. makes me a Christian. That, that was, a, a as we said uh, before, a time where people spake of their convictions and uh, holy men of God spake um, yeah. is in Second Peter chapter one. And if you've been born again, your job as a Christian is to start speaking about Jesus Christ. And the, I mean, the Bible is filled with it that their their testimony was noised abroad that that the whole region heard the gospel right. through his preaching. And uh, that's another thing too, is people underestimate the, uh, um, how fast the truth, just like a lie, how fast that can spread and how much influence it could have. It's, it's, it's exponential in, in, its, uh, in its coverance. All we have to do is, is speak the word and, and to let it, uh, uh, to, to plant the word and it'll multiply and it'll grow on its own. But we, as the sower of the seed, we have to get out and sow the seed. Uh, the parable of the sower, everyone, occup- every Christian I've ever known, they've occupied themselves because of the parables of Christ that he spoke on the parable of the four types of, of ground. 
and the people put all this efforts, uh, all this emphasis on what kind of a ground type that that uh, you were talking about. But the thing that's often uh, left unsaid or undone is the fact that the parable centers around a sower who went out and sowed. And so that is the distribution of the gospel. That's us telling people about the Christ. Of course, not everyone is not going to uh, is not going to believe. The seed is not always going to fall on good ground, but if we don't distribute the seed, it has no chance of ever germinating. It has no chance of ever producing fruit. And it's, so it's the job of the Christian to go, to sow. To go and to sow is the job of the born-again Christian, not of the pastor, not of the missionary. So like you said, every born-again Christian should be telling about what happened to them. The, you, you mentioned the Ethiopian eunuch. Uh, in Acts chapter 8, there's no doubt because uh, history uh, uh, bears it out that when he got home, uh, the Bible said he went away rejoicing. Once, once he was taken, once Philip was taken away from him, uh, that Ethiopian unit went on his way rejoicing. And that rejoicing is like a bubbling over of your soul. You have to tell someone else about what took place inside of you. And so I'm really suspect of of Christians that claim to have received the good news of the gospel, but then yet want to hide it uh, in, within themselves. And I'll give a very personal testimony of this. Um, when my when my wife trusted Christ, uh, we obviously, the first thing she did was went back to her own family and witnessed to them of the gospel. And just like you pointed out, it caused some disruption in, in, her, in her fellowship with her family. And one of the things that her father, who is a lost Roman Catholic, I love him. I, I've witnessed to him now for over 20 years. Uh, one of the things he told my wife was, uh, I'm also a Christian. Uh, I don't need, you don't need to tell me that I'm, al I'm already a Christian. And one of the, my wife told him, if you were a Christian, why did you never tell me about it? Why did I have to hear the gospel from my husband I was raised in your home. You could have told me about Jesus Christ. Why did you never tell me about him? Hmm. And so he didn't have an answer for that. And that's one of the things is, uh, is it, like you said, if you have no testimony, then you maybe should be quiet. And if you're lost, not all Roman Catholics are lost, but the ones that have never trusted the gospel of the salvation are lost. And my father-in-law, unfortunately, is one of those. And he never told his daughter about the saving knowledge of Christ because he has no, no knowledge of salvation. And, and if we know it, we should tell it. I think the biggest emphasis I want to make is people lead people to the Lord. And I think that's today people ask me and say, well, what about me putting something in WhatsApp status? Or what about me, um, you know, posting one of your videos or, you know, one of your podcasts? Isn't that enough? And the, the simple answer is no. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not doing this, per, by the way. I'm not a person that puts on my WhatsApp status. or uh, I think it would be a tool. It would be a tool to invite. And, you know, maybe maybe we should start to do kind of a webinar thing. And I'll, I'll plan to do this where I talk about creation and evolution. And, and we can invite people into that. But at some point, they need to hear the voice. And uh, digital, I can't put my finger on it. 
And there is obviously people are nowadays, they start to trust each other through seeing each other just by a piece of camera. But I'd still like to, to do the personal thing. And um, I do believe that posting something on, on your social media is nice. To say nothing wrong. But it's never the same as, as personal. Plus, you're going to find out very quickly that at some places where you are, you better don't do that. You better do it personally because it's just much safer if you right. want to live and you want to you want to be a witness for the lord for a long time mm -hmm. and uh you only can find that out and figure that out but you might looked at that you know how to witness how to preach and you you might have expected us to give you this great blueprint well the blueprint is in the word of god the bible says in first corinthians one verse uh, uh, 23, but we preach Christ crucified under the Jews' stumbling block and under the Greeks' foolishness. You know, I think, and I might be wrong, but I, what, I, what I see, and when I'm saying I might be wrong, it might be not a universal truth. But what I've seen is that most people start to bend to the, the gospel because of the listeners not listening anymore. And so they're trying to find a sneaky way in order for them to bring the message across, but not with all the words anymore. So people might listen more. And I believe that's the biggest mistake a born again Christian can make. Pragmatism. That's, that's pragmatism. pragmatism. The ends yeah. justify the means. And yeah. that, unfortunately, that, that worldly wisdom has crept into Christianity. You know, Paul was in front of Festus, um, when he was bound by the Jews and he ultimately went to Rome to be beheaded, Paul was bound uh, before a, 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 the ruler of that province, uh, province and uh, Paul took the opportunity, you know, he could have, Paul could have uh, found the best lawyer of his time to have spoken for him. Paul could have, uh, Paul could have pulled strings uh, with his Pharisees uh, friends where he used to be trained under, at the feet of Gamaliel. Paul could have done all the things to have freed himself, to have not put himself in a bad light. That's what people call that today. If you burn bridges or if you uh, uh, scorch the earth before you, you're not going to be able to witness to people properly. Paul stood in front of Festus and he said unto them, he says, that to open their eyes, to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them that are sanctified by faith, which is in me. Paul preached the gospel. Festus said, thou art mad. So, uh, okay. So you, you feel like I don't want to be put in a bad light. I don't want to, I don't want to be looking like a fool. You, you are a fool. The question is whether you're going to be a fool for the world or you're going to be a fool for Christ. The preaching of the gospel is to them that perish foolishness, uh, as you said in our last podcast. But Paul was told by the king that you are mad. He said, I'm not mad. I'm speaking, I'm, I'm speaking uh, words of truth and soberness. It's the world that has gone mad when they've lost view of what the truth and what thinking soberly even, even means to, to offer the people 
a way to escape the wrath of God from hell by giving them the gospel. It's not foolish. It's not, it's not ignorant speak, uh, it, uh, speech. It is words of truth and soberness. Today, people are drunk, and, and they have believed a lie. It's up to the Christians. It's up to the church of God to reintroduce truth and soberness into our society, and we do that when we preach the gospel. That's what's kept our world, uh, I think, moving along. It's just the grace of God that he's not came, uh, come back before now uh, to receive the church to himself, because there may be, if, if, God, if God raptured the church today, how many potential people would have been saved if he would have waited one more year? That, that, that's the, that's the uh, dilemma that the, the world thinks that God is facing. But the fact is, the less that Christians preach the gospel, the more hardened this world becomes, and the less likely they are to be saved. And at some point, God is going to take his church, and he's going to leave the rest of the people here to go through a very hard time on this earth called the tribulation, where they could have simply trusted the gospel had Christians opened their mouths and preached the gospel. I think what's worse than, than a lost person is a person that goes to or, or thinks that he's saved, and in reality is not because he was preached mm -hmm. the wrong gospel. And uh, or he was preached on such a watered down gospel that he had never understood how much of a sinner he is. And obviously, you know, you and I, we live in a country where this is very much the case uh, mm. today. And uh, I mean, look, when the Bible says that it's a stumbling block under the Jews and the Greeks foolishness, we obviously know that Peter was persecuted by Jews. And what did that make him? Did it did it did he not say the gospel anymore? Of course he did. Right. And he just go, went into places where people had open ears. Now, I can't tell you where there is open ears, and I can't tell you what street that is. But I can tell you that making a bunch of posts is not going to be sufficient. And uh, it's um, the blueprint at the end of the day is just preach whatever you've, you've heard and you believed yourself. That's obviously what Paul did in Acts 26, where you can read his testimony, what, what he did. And again, it's called the power of God. So if the gospel is so powerful that 2022 years later, we're still talking about that, which is remarkable because we don't, you know, some people say, well, there is older writings than the Bible. Yeah, there, that, that's true. But... We all, nobody has ever been as controversial and as openly talked about than the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And so I think if that's true, then why don't we just go back to the Bible way, which is what I've been saying for, for a number of years now, or I found that out by myself. I, I look at it, I look at the struggles and I look at the things we're, we're going through. And then I have to say, well, those struggles is not like new. Paul had it, and his and his uh, followers had it. And well, they just found out portions of this world where people said, "We're glad you come. We're glad to hear you." And so you have to figure out where to go. And you have to figure out very quickly that some people just don't want to listen. Well, let them be. Might be open. I mean, they they, they might come back if the Lord changes up their lives, and maybe there is some tragedy 
tragic in their life and they say well why does it always have to be uh, some something horrible because usually that's when people start to listen the, 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 when when a, when a person has everything in their life going for them usually that's when they don't make a good decision or they don't make a decision at all and they think well i don't need the lord you know christians are the same by the way <laughs> they don't ask for the lord until they need, they they're going to find out they have a lot of problems but again and that's something else i want to say in sales and in so in christianity today people make promises which are simply not true if somebody gets saved their troubles are not gone they're not like now i never have problems and my life is always going to be easy and everything's going to be great no mm -hmm. you get saved because you're perishing because you're lost you're not getting saved to get a better life and you're also not getting saved to be happy all the time and you're not getting saved so you can have uh, you know riches you get right. saved because you're lost and you get saved because you are going to hell which is an eternal damnation that's why a person gets saved and that's why i got saved and that's what happened after i was saved i'm saved now i no longer have to worry about that whatever i do is gonna put me into the position that i'm lost i'm yes. saved through the righteousness of jesus christ so if that's true why would i constantly go back and and promise people something that's just simply not true i have can tell you that because i got saved in a very early age i had more problems since i'm saved <laughs> i'm not having less problems and by the way i'm not in the body of christ because because the people are in it are so nice it's because of the lord jesus christ and that's true for me now you know other people might say different but i really have a problem with these false promises that people make again why to get to get a false uh false uh, repentance that's um you come from a business background um and uh, the people that preach wealth and prosperity through the gospel uh, and obviously that's usually connected with a group a certain group of christians uh, people most people don't realize if if you would have stayed on the course that you were and you would have not followed the gospel to 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 be a preacher of the word you could have per se made much more money in the world uh, if you would not have focused on the gospel if you would have just focused on making money and and becoming rich uh so the the idea that someone would be promised that is in and of itself uh false and that's uh the the gospel is almost as we were talking about pragmatism going back to the parable of the sower um some of the seed fell on the wayside it, it, according to the parable some fell on good ground we always as christian today want to know where do we need to sow to get the best results we want good ground and the parable though from christ tells us that the the sower went forth to sow depending on what seed you sow uh in that case let's take for example wheat uh you, you, you don't go through a field and put out one grain of seed in a hole. You take a handful of seed and you just indiscriminately start throwing it in the direction of where the ground is for it to grow. Some of it is going to land on the, on the wayside that it's not right. going to have good results. But even there, sometimes you're going to have some fruit that comes up from that. I mean, I, I remember when my son was in um, uh, grade school here in Germany, they went on a class trip to a maze, 
uh, in the middle of a wheat field. And so the kids, you know, the wheat was, was already ripe under harvest and the kids were picking the wheat off of the stalks. And my son came back to the house with a pocket full of wheat kernels. I mean, his pockets were just stuffed. Well, my wife wanted to wash the clothes. She found the wheat inside of it. She went outside uh, here by our, uh, in front of our door and she just threw the wheat out of his pockets and threw it onto the ground. That's been about 10 years ago. We have wheat that comes up in that spot every year now. Uh, we have wheat that comes up. And that wheat was not planted there because we were hoping to get some wheat. It was simply inadvertently put there. The fruit is in and of itself. It's in the seed. And if we can just plant the seed, it's going to bear fruit somewhere. Our only problem is we look at algorithms of where to best put the seed and we look at what the best planting conditions, what the best time to go is and what's the best tractor to call uh, to buy in order to uh, to sow this seed. Just go out and sow the seed and, and it'll bear fruit if we just trust the gospel and, and, and sow it. And so to me, that's that's one of the things is the false promises uh, is hindering the seed from going forward. Number two is the people just simply not, not putting it out there. We need, whether it be in this podcast, uh, it's like you said, the track, uh, the pamphlets and the tracks, that's not the best way. The best way is through, through word of mouth, but you need in every uh, way that you can cast your bread upon many waters and, and it'll return unto you after many days. And uh, Lord willing, uh, it's going to bear some fruit there where sometimes you didn't even think it was going to. You just had to put the seed out. You think the people look at the result rather than the job to do. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when, when, when God gave us something to do, and that is preach the gospel in all the world, Mark 16, that's what he told us. He didn't say go out and... Uh, make good results in second Timothy two, it says what thou hast heard among many witnesses that commit out faithful. Amen. Men. So again, you can't make somebody faithful. You know, I have a similar story when, when I was growing up, my dad gave me some of the, you know, tomato, tomato. Um, I don't know. It's, it's like, um, I don't, I don't think it's seed. I, I even forgot it. Anyway, it was tomato and he planted it and I planted it in my mess and he took care of it. I mean, he, he watered it and he made everything. He did everything right. And I did everything mm -hmm. wrong. I didn't do anything to it. I just planted it and I said, mm -hmm. okay, pray the Lord. If you make it good, if you don't, you curse anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and I was lazy. I'm not suggesting that that's right. And that's how you should go out, make a garden. But my tomatoes were very fruitful <laughs> and his were not, <laughs> you know, Amen. so you're right. What I say is it's right. I mean, it, you don't ever know where the, the fruit comes, but the problem is that we are looking too much for the result, which is why we're bending everything and why we're always saying, mm. well, I don't know if that person, we don't, I don't know if that person, I don't know if, the t like you said, the time is right. Well, it, <laughs> time is never right. It's whether out of season or in season. I mean, Amen. And definitely right now it's out of season, <laughs> at least in Europe. And, uh, but there's still people getting saved. I mean, I'm one of them. And uh, so I, I don't know where, uh, but I know if the place where people 
where you are and people don't get saved. You might need to just cast your net on the other side and find out that maybe there are some people that you can disciple. And if you never disciple it, never go let anybody to the Lord, you should start praying for it. Because frankly, an unfruitful and unproductive Christian has to ask the question, what am I doing in this world? Because if all you're doing is being getting rich, you can't take this wealth with you into eternal life. Praise God. Uh, what are you going to take? And I think that's, if nothing else, that should be enough motivation. The Lord will wants to reward, reward you, but you have to bring him something. So, Amen. Amen. Well, uh, we hope this podcast has been a blessing and uh, we're going to continue next week, but uh, look, feel free to, to talk to us. Answers at voiceofbelievers.com we're here to answer the questions, but we're also here to help you and to disciple you. I think uh, a podcast, if you came here to get all the answers, podcast can't give you that, but discipleship can. That's the Bible way. If you're looking for a Bible school, then you're going to find yourself being disappointed. People are usually disappointed because they're expecting something that is never going to, that's, that was never God's intention. God's intention is to be to disciple people. That's what, it, what Elijah did to Elisha. And that's what Moses did to Joshua, and that's what Paul did to Timothy, and that's what Jesus Christ did to Peter. So you better find out, find us, write us, and uh, be sure to, and we are sure to, to, to give you everything we know and more and make you a very fruitful person yourself. So we hope this is a blessing and we wish you a pleasant day.